Welcome to Steam Powered Scoundrels, a Malifaux podcast. Episode 20, I Like Big Buffs. Now for upcoming tournaments. March 7th, there's a tournament at Dragon's Lair in Houston, as well as one in St. Petersburg, Florida. March 14th, there's a tournament at Galactic Toys Alpine in Comstock Park, Michigan, as well as there's one at Huzzah Hobbies in Sterling, Virginia. March 21st, there is a tournament at Dragon's Lair in Austin. As well, there is Faux Moines and the Secret of Macklemorning's Thrift Shop in Des Moines, Iowa. March 30th, there is a Henchman Hardcore in Omaha, Nebraska at Game Shop. And last but not least, June 12th through the 14th at Hy-Vee Hall in Des Moines, Iowa, it's a Schemes and Stones open at MuseCon. Hey there, listeners, and I'm not going to bother you for too long about this, but I just want to point out that we do now have a Patreon, and we're already posting out stuff for our patrons to enjoy, so please send us a few dollars if you can. I am currently recording on my computer's microphone because our main microphone just bit the dust. So if you want to help us uh, continue recording in an expedient manner, then uh, drop us drop us some money, please. Alright, thanks! Have, they'll make it'll make them actually have to support teachers in action, not name. Oh um, man, I could have used that for the cold open, but I feel it's a little <laughs> t- it's a little too political. So yeah, they're also oh, removing the requirement to have a license to be a sign language interpreter. All right, Doug Malphone. Hey, oh, welcome back to Steam Powered Scoundrels. I'm your host, Doug, and with me today are uh, well, two folks that are pretty familiar with podcasting, although they're not on the show nearly as much because they got their own. We've got Kyle Bodie. Why, hello. I thought my name was Kyle Stones. That's why I was confused. There oh, is. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Hold on. Let's let's restart that. We've got Kyle Stones. <laughs> there we go. Hey, guys. <laughs> and Brian Schemes. How's it going? Yeah? Of Stones and Schemes, the Malfa podcast. That's close enough. Yeah, good enough. Yeah. I mean, considering how often you get my name wrong. Admittedly, mine was intentionally kind of difficult. That's very fair. All right, so today we are going to do our lovely buff episode, which is a partner to last week's episode where we covered Nurse. Um, but this time we're going to have a little bit of fun and make models better, which I think is generally uh, more fun because you're probably not going to piss anyone off with these ideas. And as per the disclaimer from last week, this is just us having fun. We're not necessarily saying all these models need these buffs, but uh, we're just following our rules and making sure that it's even across the for each faction. Uh, reminder of the rules that there is no point increases or decreases in this case. I don't think you could buff a model by increasing its points. I mean, sure you, can. Sure, you just give it like min six damage and one soul stone increase, done, buffed. Bigger is better. Yeah, right. obviously. I love that idea for the Tanuki, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like, it's actually a 60 millimeter base and it's the size of like a tank but the model's still the same size <laughs> it's a tank nuki yes damn it don't make me enjoy models from that faction that shall not be named and we're Artists? just actually we're going to start with that faction but anyways oh the other thing is that try to keep it in theme or at least to the idea of what the model is supposed to be if at all possible you mean you could just always increase stats uh, just to make them better but that's that's no fun and we're all about fun because we aren't hey, smart have... enough well i'm not smart enough to talk meta you guys are so well i have of... legitimate ideas yeah you do Awesome. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so we are going to start with the Ten Thunders because we ended with the Ten Thunders last time, so we'll just go ahead and swap that order. And uh, we're going to go with Kyle, and Kyle went ahead and picked the Terracotta Warrior from the Facebook poll. I guess I should also remind you that we're basing this mostly off of the Facebook poll. I don't know if you guys picked anything outside of that. Uh, like Dave did last time, but you were more than welcome to if you wanted to, but more or less basing it off of the Facebook polls we passed out, which had a lot more responses than the nerf, almost as though someone doesn't want to see nerfs happen to their faction, but more than happy to encourage models get buffed. Oh, of course, the funny about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Kyle. All right, so I, and to answer your question, I pretty much stayed on the list. So barring one thing, which I kind of, it was a slight alteration. But anyways, so the Terracotta Warrior, I think it's a fairly simple fix. I would basically remove Roofless off at first because it's not an attacking model, so mm -hmm. there's no reason to have it, and you need more space on the card for other things potentially. So what I would add is increase it to Armor 2. Make it wounds three to compensate. So it only has three wounds, armor two, but you add take a hit or take the hit, which is the bodyguard effect. So now it's this weird position where it basically goes with another minion and you either hit the terracotta warrior and it's basically playing a bodyguard for it, or you let the model die next to the terracotta warrior and then it immediately turns into that, the terracotta warrior then turns into that model. So it's one of those, it's like, it's going to do one or the other. Take your pick. I really like that, especially since I think the original Terracotta Warriors from China were sort of an quote-unquote guardian army for a dead emperor, yeah. if I recall. Mm -hmm. And they're just cool models. They deserve to be on the table. Yeah. They got right. plenty of table time. They used to get plenty of table time. Used to. It's funny yeah. how an addition change will, will modify models. All right, Brian, what do you got? So I went with the Kamatashi, the Wonder Weasel, as he was affectionately known previously. Um, he's just bad currently, like straight up kind of useless. And I think he could, he's an insignificant model. He's not like an aggressive model, so there's no reason to take him. I think give him an extra wound to make him slightly more survivable. And then give him what I think is just an aura effect that says when a friendly model within, I don't know, four inches, we'll say, gains a flicker token, instead he can gain it. That's all you give it to him. So he's a little more useful for that Oni flicker mechanic because he is bonus action can remove a flicker, but that's, that's really all he does. His melee is a zero inch. It doesn't really do anything. There's no reason to take him. So give him a little bit of a buff to the flicker mechanic. He draws cards as like an anti-summon or self-summon mechanic when Asami's summoning. Which is nice, the Wonder Weasel ability to draw cards is nice. That's but why you take it. Yeah, it's like, you take it, but I don't know if it's necessarily good enough. I think a little aura, if someone, if some, another model would gain Flicker, put it on to him instead. And then give him the same Flicker, if he has three Flicker tokens, he dies. That the rest of the crew does, and he's still not, like, an auto-take, but useful. Yeah, cool. I think a good portion of these are just, like, small adjustments to make models yeah. a lot more useful. I don't think there's very many on the list. this list that are like, oh, these are egregiously bad, and it's going to basically require you to rewrite the entire model for, to make I don't know how long do you want to talk about guild? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I think the, my suggestion for the guild are pretty, pretty easy, but I, my first model, is the Ten Thunders Brother. And my, honestly, I was scratching my head, 
when I got this model, because, I mean, to me, it seems really, really good. Um, especially those auras on the front of the card. I think people think that it's it's too squishy, and I believe that was the intent because of Diversion and Protect Our Holdings are such good auras that you need to be able to kill the model to make it fair. So, if people are calling for, you know, defensive buffs, I'm not going to give them to you. Sorry. However, I think, uh, for one thing, Dance of the Heavens can just be a bonus action. It might fight a little bit with the Keeping the Peace ability, but now you can actually attack twice. You can actually take two actions, which seems a lot more useful for something that just vanilla gives you focus. And, I mean, the four triggers that come with it are good as well, but being able to actually do a full activation makes them a lot more useful. <laughs> On top of that, I think they should gain the defensive reflexes trigger on their exotic weapons which is already on their, their Dance of the Heavens, so that'd just be another RAM trigger. And I'm not sure if they really need it built in. I was kind of toying with that idea, but still having it there is better than not having it there, and I think it's just the small adjustments that make it useful. That's fair. But yeah, I would, I would absolutely love to have these things in Arcanist, so... No, I don't think there needs to be a huge change to him. Okay, second round. Kyle. All right, so for my second choice, I had Lust, and I think she's just not very good in her <laughs> current iteration. <laughs> so my proposition to change her is, first off, it, it's a couple things. So I would change her music ability, which is her main attack, if you will. And instead of what it currently does, it reveals the top three cards of the Fade deck. You then uh, plus one per sin token, whichever, when you attack the model. So if they have a bunch of sin, you can draw more. And then you choose one for them to draw and discard the rest. Well, it's like you're basically letting them draw a bad card, which is still useful, arguably. So I would say instead, you reveal the three and you can put one on top and discard the rest. So you give them back at least one. You can give them back all three, potentially, mm -hmm. if they're all bad cards. So you get at least, it's kind of like the reverse whisper. So it's like, you look at the cards, if they're bad, you put them back, otherwise you discard them. And I like that. At least it like gives her something to do. And then I would just build for seduction, just build in the trigger so she's automatically giving sin tokens and healing. And then same thing with Kiss. I would just build in triggers on them, basically, and just let her be able to do those triggers, because I don't think what they do is so broken that it's worth not... It's mm -hmm. like, just give it to her. It's like, it's not that big of a deal. It's not like you're breaking her by giving her these abilities, which one is gives sin tokens and lets her heal. The other one just does a little bit of extra damage to the enemy model that you move. I think, boom, done. She's playable now. I thought for a second there that all of the Crossroads 7 didn't have any built-in suits, but uh, Gluttony does, so... Yeah, some of them do, I think. I yeah, think it just it's, just, it's, just mm -hmm. it's just Gluttony, actually. So maybe that was the quote-unquote theme behind it? I don't know. I mean, maybe they had a reason, but I'm not definitely not saying you can't build in the triggers. I'm just talking at this point. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll shut up. Mm -hmm. I'll shut up. Brian, what's your second um, uh The Tengu, they're just... I don't know what their role is supposed to be. Because they seem like they're quasi-support models. You're supposed to be near your own models for guiding presence to go off with the discard card to negate, distracted, or slow if you would gain it. And the Song and Night of Day for the AoE heal. But then the Flight and Movement 6 and Dark Bargain for like kind of feel like a schemer. So just like focus on one or the other. If they should be like a full schemer, then give them Defense 5 to make them a little more survivable so you can have them scheme. Or if they're supposed to be like a support model in the back row, 
I almost say give them the built-in mask for Song of Night and Day. So if you want to gain that flicker, they can do the AOE heal more easier. You know, you still need a seven of a seven for it to go off. Everything within five heals one. Gain a flicker, do it again. I think that's enough to make them. They're not still not great. I mean, they are four stone. They shouldn't be great models, but they do a little more utility to justify bringing them in. Like I don't even think you would summon these let alone hire them. So make them a little just more utility. That healing is going to help when you're summoning for Asami and negating Flicker with her um, if you so choose. So I don't know, give them a little better heal, give them the mask built in, and I think they're fine. If you had to choose between... I think I would give them the built-in mask. Okay. Yeah, cool. No, I think yeah, you're summoning them if your hand is absolutely garbage. Pretty much, yeah. They, I mean, you got to have something to summon if you've got terrible hands, so it's good. it's going to be the mm-hmm. Tengu. Man, defense five on them, though. Like, your your first suggestion seems like a really good stat line for a four-cost model. Right, it would be. You might have to take off a, a, a wound then, but yeah, they are. Defense five might be too too strong. Well, I mean, that's not what you ended up going with, so technically. Right, yeah, I, I would stick with the mask, personally. Cool. All right, we're going with Doug. Bringing up the rear, and I had a Hagiro Batari, and uh, another case of oh wow, this 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 model looks pretty good, but I've got to fix it, so I'm going to attempt to fix it. Um, and this might be end up it being too stinking good, but we're going to go ahead and say that Whisper Truth, her tactical action on the back for a cart, we're going to make that a bonus. Go ahead and knock down that target number by one, or possibly even two, just so that. You know, since you're now able to like spam it, I mean, not not spam it like and do it a bunch of times, but be able to do it without interrupting your other AP. Um, should knock down the the target number a little bit to compensate. But I think that's really all she needs. She's got plenty of good stuff on the card. She she seems really good just already, and making that a bonus act, I would worry with diving because then you can like throw her into a center of the enemy crew super easily. I don't think she needs any type of buff, but that's not how this works. I, I'm, I'm a rebel. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So if if we don't do that, then I think we change the from heaven's trigger into something better. Although I'm not entirely sure what it would be, since she already has puncture on her card. In fact, actually, give I know, I know, get rid of from heaven from the heavens. It's a corner case trigger, and instead give her surge on a tome, so she has a trigger for every suit. That's fair. And surge isn't you know terribly powerful. Thank you for that, because I think this is a, a more elegant solution than uh, changing Whisper Truce to uh, to a bonus action. That would be so good. It would be too good. Well, I mean, to knock down act. the target number, maybe even like, even like then, a 10. It's still too good as a bonus action. Even at still needed a 6 as a bonus action for AoE slow duel, too good. All right, all right. He doesn't okay. want to give anything to the Thunders. <laughs> yes, I am. I am biased. I, what can I, say? I, I am trying to put my bias aside. Oh, to... I'm. I embrace it. Yeah. No, I've been. I've been so biased about Thunders lately. Just listening back to my old, my recent stuff is like, yeah, I need to maybe chill on that. Although part of it is just being a character. Anyways, let's let's leave the thirty Thunders aside, and uh, we're gonna have them go to Resurrectionists next. Because Gross. that's how letters work. And Kyle, Kyle's got an interesting thing here. He doesn't actually have a specific model. What are you doing, Kyle? So for the Rezzers, I decide to tackle 
I actually think individually, most of their models are fine overall. So I'm going to tackle a little more complex issues, and that's the keywords that are a little wonky, and try to make them a little more synergistic as opposed to independently operating abilities. So let's start with the Revenant keyword. So this is Reva. A lot of her crew, they ha- they generate all these pyre markers when they kill things, but they don't really use them to good effect. So my proposition is to remove the Spirits of the Flame ability, or rename it probably, or you could just change it and change the ability and keep the same name, whatever. But the idea is you get rid of the current mechanic, which is essentially you can treat a pyre marker as burning shielded and just change it so all of them have different Spirits of the Flame X, kind of like Demise X. It's a different ability. And each one is they gain a condition instead of burning. So, for example, mm-hmm. one may be Spirits in the Focus. When it Whenever it goes through a pyre marker, it gets focus. Another one would potentially get, you know, just the various beneficial yeah. buffs that you could get. I like that. It's like it's very shielded. Similar. It's very yeah. similar. Or it could heal wounds or things like that. It's like anti-woe. Yeah, it's like, like it's yeah. like whereas burning is normally bad for mm-hmm. the enemy crew, in this case, it's like it's benefiting. All yeah. the revenants buff themselves like by that. being in I burning like waters. So that would be my proposition. The only thing you'd have to balance, you'd have to make sure that none of the conditions that they're gaining would stack, or you could just make it once mm-hmm. per activation. Like, yeah. So it's they can't just sit there and stack a bunch of shielded or anything that could be problematic. Okay. I think certain ones you would be able to stack and other ones not, because focus would be stupid good, but shielded not nearly as much, I don't think. I personally believe that focus anyways is a lot better than shielded, but... Sure. um, Yeah, probably. Depending what model you're using, that could be like four or five focus and one activation, so definitely can't have that either. Yep. And that's basically the fix for that keyword. Cool. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, I like it. I mean, anything for Reva at this point. I don't think anyone's arguing that she's probably the model that needs the most help, or the keyword that needs the most help. But overall, also agree that, yeah, uh, Rezzers are in a pretty good place. So, uh, I guess technically keeping in the keyword, Brian, uh, you got um, the uh, little Bernie boy. Yeah, Lampads, uh, kind of what we are talking about, Revenant just doesn't do a ton. And I think it's an eight stone model, nine wounds, and Rezzards are normally supposed to be like pretty survivable. He doesn't actually have any defensive tech besides his um, possessing flame. You can just, when it dies, discard a card to place into a base contact with a pyromarker, remove it and heal, um, which is good, but very situational. So I wonder if just either give him defense five or an incorporeal or... Um, much like the drunk monks, they can lower their poison value to lower damage. Give them that, but with burning. So they can reduce their own burning to reduce damage received and then leave everything else they have. So they're still defense four. You're going to hit them, but they're not just, they're not as easy to kill because they are really not that threatening as far as aggressive models, I think. And then they die pretty easily. Like defense four for an eight stone model with really no true defensive tech, unless you have a pyre marker within six, which you maybe. They don't, this crew doesn't spam them out as well as, for example, they right. have to kill things to get Yeah, them. exactly. You have to, but it never feels like they have good killing potential when looking at the entire keyword. Um, so you just make them a little more survivable because they can give you, they can move your pyromarkers, they get them around a little bit. Incorporeal would actually work well with Dancing in the Flames because then you can throw them through a wall and then place the pyromarker up. It makes pyromarkers better or just 
make them a little more tanky. Not even tanky, just like not squishy. Cool. I fully agree. In fact, that was kind of like an idea I had when I looked at the model for a split mm-hmm. second. Uh, it's called Flaming Body. It's already on Karis's models. So, I mean, since they're kind of mirror images of each other slightly, that right. makes perfect sense. They're dudes. They're on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Okay. I have Datsuba. A nice nine soul stone henchman for Kirai. It's got a decent front of card, some good defensive tech. Back of card looks pretty good to me. Overall, I, th- I think it's a good model. I'm not, again, I probably should have like asked more people what's wrong with these models because I feel dumb not knowing exactly where the pain point is. But I'm going to take a stab and we're going to go ahead and increase her killing ability. Um, I'm actually going to say that Way Sins should go down to a 1 2 3 damage track, but be irreducible. That way, you can still keep the adversary specification where she gets a mm-hmm. plus flip to it, but it, you're not doing a five irreducible damage. It's just, it's just too much. But this way, you have like more of a, a tech piece for certain situations. Like, oh man, this really defensible model is on a few wounds, and we could just like force that through with way sins. Uh, I like it. Do you, uh, I'll make it two two three or something. Yeah, or one two four. Give it a little bit of a spike, but you have to dedicate cards to it. Well, I mean, adverse that like. Kirai's crew puts out adversary pretty frequently. Right. And so uh, having a spike damage might be a little bit too good in the other mm-hmm. direction. But, I mean, we're not thinking too hugely on meta here. We're just kind of having fun. So, um, yeah, I can, how about a one 2 four? Well, we'll go with that. And mm, maybe put a gun on it just so that, you know, oh, God, she's pumping out four irreducible damage. Just, you know, engage her. Save mm-hmm. her ass. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Yeah, cool. All right, Kyle, what's your next one? All right, so I decided to tackle the other quote-unquote problematic keyword, and that is Red Chapel. So this would be Seamus's crew and the like. Now, right now, they have Scarlet Temptation, which is their common ability, which is if another model with this ability, if they engage a model, other models trigger their willpower at minus flip. So essentially one has to engage and then the other ones can benefit from it. I say remove that completely because right. negative flips for willpower stuff just sucks anyways. We've all played against the Brewmaster crews and stuff from 2E <laughs> that were just not fun in the play because mm-hmm. you just couldn't do anything. And instead let's add another mechanic a little more interesting and I think it gives the crew a little more of an interesting place. So the first thing I would add is I'm not sure what to call the ability exactly, but what it would do is whenever an enemy damages one of these models, you get a pass token. And if it's too problematic, you could do it once per activation probably, so you could limit the number of pass tokens. But it's something the opponent controls because it wouldn't be whenever it's damaged. It's an enemy effect. So the enemy would know, it's like, if I hit this model, I'm giving you a pass token. So it's their choice. Mm -hmm. So it's always you want to give things away their choice. They get to choose if they want to screw themselves. Now, the other thing you would add is then you can add another mechanic, which is basically the reverse of buy you two cards. So whenever I attack you and you flip that 13, I discard my pass token and say reflip it. You can still cheat it and all that stuff, but you have to reflip that flip. Oof. Oof. But I'm discarding pass tokens for it. Uh Which is a pretty big thing. I wouldn't discard pass tokens. I'd make that a card. But that would be my proposition (laughs) I like the idea, but I, I would be worried that it would be too easy to generate pass tokens then if every time you take a damage... Well, well you can do it once per activate. Huh. I I like the mechanic, though, of the discard a pass token to 
do the reflip. You could also say if the pass token's too much, you could just add a mechanic where it's a discard a card and they uh-huh. do it. But then you need some kind of card. Maybe yeah, cycling. Two, two pass tokens to do it. Something like that. But yeah, I, I like that idea though. Because then like it really makes your opponent have to like think. And would I would I think you could only use it defensively would be the important one. You can't do it when you attack. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The idea is it, so it's one of those um, hard choices. It's like, oh, you flipped that, just reflip it. Or you could use it for terror or something put like it on, that. Like a defensive trigger. You know, on a mask, you can discard a pass token to force your opponent to reflip. Sure, and have it built in. So then if yeah. people can the defense tech, yeah. that's a way to get around it. Yeah. I, I like that. And that's that's unique. And it goes back to that lying and thing that old mechanic in the beta yeah. used to have. So it has some pass token potential. But mm-hmm. I like that. And maybe you could even say it's like if an opponent deals a certain amount of damage or non-min damage, if they if they did like severe damage or moderate mm-hmm. damage. Something if, if it's an issue to limit it. But it still generates pass tokens if you want. But again, I like the fact that it's in the opponent's hand. You're not just pass yeah. you can't just generate a bunch of pass tokens if you want. Your opponent has to be the one making the choice to give you. And that I'm okay with. Is it is it taking damage from an attack action or targeted by an attack action? I would say taking damage from an enemy attack action. Okay, so if you get shocked away, that's like a fistful of pass tokens. Like if it's, oh. if, it, if it's a defensive trigger, then no, that do- doesn't matter. So yeah, exactly. If you make it a defensive yeah. trigger, then okay, I think that would work. Yeah, I like that. I that that is a very awesome idea, and you can you can still just call it lying in wait. You got a name for it. Yeah, already. exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right, Brian. What do you got? Um, I have night terrors. They're the little winged bat things for Molly. I don't know why you would take them on Kruligans or a thing. Um, like they're flight, but they're only movement five. They give friendly models within three concealment, which is nice. But like they're not. I don't know. I feel like they're just not worth it when Kruligans are an option. Their fading ability when you discard a card, though, is it can push five inches in any direction, but in order to let it discard a card, it has to hit on its melee with a non-built-in trigger. So I think either give it the crow trigger built in to give out staggered, or give it a bonus action to discard a card and do a thing. I don't know what that ability would be, but give it some way to reliably, on its own, discard a card. Because otherwise you have to have another friendly forgotten model roughly near it who can force you to discard cards, so Molly, to do it. But they seem more like schemers, sort of. You don't want your schemer sitting in your with your master, you know, not scheming. So give it some way to proc its own fading ability. You know, a bonus action with a TN to, I don't know, do a thing. It's bonus action. I would say just put it as a bonus action, as like a payment, like discard a card to do negation aura. Yeah. Oh, okay. that. And give it maybe a stat six then instead of a five, make it a little easier to have to spend a card. Sure. Um, yeah, I think that works because then you're getting that five inch push. Take away the TN. Don't make it take. It's just a, that's the payment is you discard a card. Oh, just, yeah. That actually makes a ton of sense because it's a really good aura. Like that's why you want it. You throw it up and it's going to cheating is good. So when you have to like, two cards to cheat, that's bad uh, for your opponent. And then you can get the extra movement. I think it's fine. I like that. It's maybe too good, arguably. Or, but... So like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, four, like you still have to flip the card, but it's not hard to get it. Yeah, I think it fives. Yeah, I'd go there. Yeah, I I probably throw more weight into the enveloping darkness ability than other folks do. I honestly thought that was the reason you brought them as just sort of a a 
center of the group support piece. Mm-hmm. I thought part of like the fix to Red Chap would be make Night Par- uh, Night Terror's dual keyword with Red Chapel because I think one oh, of their weaknesses okay. is just getting shot off the board from a distance. Mm-hmm. But That's yeah. Fair. Uh, yeah, um, I was actually expecting someone in the Forgotten Crew to just have that bonus action where it's just says discard a card. So I'm super, yeah, would, I'm super excited you're getting that. You're coming up yeah. with that idea. Okay, um, those things are slightly difficult to put together. Moving on. Doug has the Grave Golem, who is a delightful model made out of uh, mud and gravestones and assumingly corpses, perhaps. But he is a big, beefy beater dude that's kind of slow and can't die for the most part. Unless you manage to remove all of the corpse markers on the board. But I want to fill it with that a little bit. I think he should be a decent header that's also pretty hard to bring down, but not as hard. But also give him more use, because I feel like the demise of Immortal Soil, which says that after they're killed, they heal for and they're buried, and then when they activate, they unbury next to a course marker, and then the marker's removed, but... A lot of the times you can't necessarily guarantee the corpse marker is a place you want it to be. So I feel like the issue is that keeping him like in the game at all times is a bit hard to juggle with uh, the way his demise works. So we're going to go ahead and change demise immortal soil. And now it is going to be a once per game ability. And the reason we're going to do that is that we're going to give him another ability that I'm so happy I came up with the name. And this is probably unbalanced, but I don't care because I think it's hilarious. We're going to give him the ability, it's Raining Men. Which says that when this model successfully attacks or deals damage to an opposing model, place a corpse marker in base contact with it. So, the in this case, the Grave Golem is full of bodies! And so when it's, you know, moving around, smacking things, you know, the bodies fall out. So suddenly it becomes another source for course markers, which the Rezzers love, but kind of tie that in or at least uh, balance him out to that so that his Demise Mortal Soil can only work once. So now, if he dies, he can very likely pop up exactly where he was, but he's only going to pop up one more time. Doug, you have me at It's Raining Men. Yeah. <laughs> Um, something very, very similar to that is actually in the, uh, the Through the Breach version of him, so that I can't take full credit for it. I, I don't know if they use that name, though. Always take credit. Always take credit. <laughs> Always take credit. Come on. Okay. No, well, I will. I, I, I want to take a, a quick aside to say Rezzer players are crazy. Yeah. But that's, that's is, beside the point. It is legitimate. <laughs> oh, we don't have corpse markers or Rezzers. How do you, like, you bring a model to generate a corpse marker for you then. Like, but, come on, guys. Moving along. But yes, you're right. I, I was just guessing as to the reason uh, this model ended up being on the... It's because Archie's too good. Yes. I mean, Archie's It's Archie. <laughs> yes. You're not going to take the Grave Golem because Archie is a thing. Fair. That's that's what it comes down to. So just make Archie not as crazy and Grave Golem... But this is the buff episode. Right. <laughs> right. Aha. We just did the, the keyword stuff. Sorry. Okay. What are we doing next? Brian, get excited. It's your faction. The best faction? They don't need any buffs. Moving along. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Kyle, lead Rude. us off. All right. So I figured I would start with the Convict Gunslinger, which I give so much crap because whoa, this model whoa, whoa. is for multiple editions. Kyle, this is one of the best guns in the entire game. <laughs> That's... You you could pay nine stones and bring him in as a substitute. Like, he could be a leader instead of Levy. That's how good this model is. Everyone says so. Come on. Okay. Yep. Okay. It, apparently it's fine. No No comment. Yep, everyone no. says so. But no, seriously, this thing, the problem with it is it primarily is it dies to a breeze. 
Again, remember that that I was talking about the earlier today about if a six soulstone model dies to a six damage severe shot. I don't yep. like it. This is an eight soulstone model. Whoa, whoa, wait. Dies, are you saying dies. should have equal to or more wounds than its cost, not less? Especially if it doesn't have like armor thing like. <laughs> well, it's because he's shirtless. Like that's the whole uh, idea. Uh, I- yeah, hacks just scare you away. Oh, that's fair. Well, why does he have terror? But anyways, Ooh, I like it. He needs hard to kill, so add that to his card. So he's a little bit tougher. And then I would say because apparently the internet is all super lucky and they hit mask all day, which is not really a thing in real life. Your swarms. <laughs> I would build in the mask. Yeah. So make it five plus fit with a mask. And if that means lowering his damage track to two, three, four, I'm fine with mm-hmm. that. And just make him two, three, four built in onslaught with plus flips. Yeah. And then he can shoot for days. And he's actually can take a hit because of hard keeps him. At least he can take a couple hits. Or I maybe give him the tome trigger built in. Like give him a trigger built in. That. I said onslaught. I know. Well, yeah, if I, yeah, but if, if that's too strong, then something else. Well, I don't trust that's you. Fair. I feel like you want it to be the tone because it's more. I know, right? I mean, I want. <laughs> I won't bring this model. Like, I I can if I'm running Parker and as the outcast player of the three of us, I will bring Sue any day of the week over this model. You cannot justify me any situation where Sue is not just going to be a better pick. Yeah. What if you have Ace Stole Stones to spend? You already have Sue in the crew. I will buy Hans. Okay, that's fair. Or, or Ashes and Dust for nine. <laughs> no, you don't have nine. You have a. Oh, I'll I'll take a guilty or a, a dead outlaw or a number of models. I'll have just eight Soul Stones for like jungle. Like I. Having eight soul stones is probably better than this model, <laughs> especially for Parker because you use so many. To, oh, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, I think a mask would go a long way. Or give it his quick draw is built. This in. is mine. You sorry, you do your own. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Let, why, do, why, why do we move I have on? To to rain him in. Um, I'll go with Johan uh, Creedy. He's the relic hammer swinging minor guy. I don't see why you bring him currently. Uh, he's super slow, and even with hard to kill, I think he dies really fast before he can actually like do anything. Um, so either give him a bonus action to be able to push somehow. Just make him faster. Make him faster. Like movement six is probably too much. Movement five, I think he's fine. Or to like leave him be slow. Just give him like a defense six then. Or give him shielded for some reason. Like, movement four, seven wounds, defense five, kill. Guns are really good right now. Like, he pops super easily, and outcasts don't have a ton of ways to give out free concealment. And he's enforcers, so you can't um, easily give him shielded through, like, um, equipment upgrade shenanigans or whatever. So either give him a uh, spotted defense for the point, or movement five, or a push maybe, uh, as a different bonus action. That's what I would do. (laughs) Well, he's infamous now, so maybe he picked up a thing or two from his gremlin cohorts and uh, now has Reckless. Technically makes him faster, right? Yeah, but he's... You're trading health. So (laughs) Then he's like, he's gonna hit one thing once. I guess he has Flurry, though. So that makes him 4 AP. Okay. Min 3, 4 AP. It's another Rusty Alice. I'll take that. Yeah, but Rusty has a gun. She's better. (laughs) 
But yeah, I like I I can see reckless, but or just move, give him an extra movement. Give him a jetpack. Give I no. actually I am with this. He's been working with zip. No, the hammer. The hammer has like it's like a jet hammer from um, Overwatch Avengers or something. Yeah, Overwatch. Overwatch. There it is. Thought that was an Avengers thing. You're right, Overwatch. And then like when he attacks, he gets to like push himself on the target a bunch of inches, or he can jump himself. He has like like a Shen Long like when he attacks. Six inches for like a Thor smash. Ooh, okay, okay. So, no, you give him reposition on the relic hammer and built in a mask, so you can either get Nagasite or reposition. I'm so into this right now. <laughs> I'd bring him then. It's called the unreliable. That it's a bonus action. I mean, you have to roll a dice. It takes a red. <laughs> <laughs> it's unreliable. It has to be better than a red jump. It needs like an eleven. But you can place him anywhere on the board. <laughs> okay, and take an attack. But it takes a red joke. I love it. All right, let's go to my first model, which is Talos. I get Talos, the big hammer guy from, uh, I've completely forgot her name. I can't believe it. Tara. 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 And so this was already suggested as a fix, uh, cause everyone, uh, just wants this to happen cause it's, it's a good, it's a good fix. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and not listen to the entire Outcast Facebook group and not allow him to tag Barry models because that's too easy. That's also, fair. also, I think it was done intentionally because having availability to two min three models that can attack buried stuff. Yeah, um, and Terra doesn't really need the help. Yeah, she doesn't need the help at all. <laughs> So he kind of does his own thing with the burning. So I'm actually just going to lay into that more because it's weird and kooky and I like it. So into the furnace is now going to be unbury it within one inch of this model. So I'm assuming he's just, you know, shoving it into his tummy. So why does it get teleported to an enemy model when they're, you know, done being burned alive? No, place it right next to, right next to Talos. Then Mm -hmm. we are going to give him both smolder and blaze on his void hammer. So now he can add more burning onto them if he wants, or, uh, in fact, build in the smolder trigger, which I believe is on a ram, which says that um, remove burning from that one burning from them and they take an extra condition damage, which, okay. yeah, yeah, that's that's my suggestion without going for the obvi- obvious route um, makes him a more efficient beater and does his own thing with burning. Which is unique to the terror crew, because if he's hitting things that are buried, I mean, he's just kind of a um, nothing beast at that point. Yeah. I know you're not, like, he's big fine. into... What? <laughs> I think Cut he's fine. He's- oh, okay. Well, I... Yeah. He was way up on the list, so I went for him. So that that's, that's my suggestion. That's, I mean, that's, hey, people that's- also wanted Sue upgraded. Oh, oh there was... That was one vote. Still, it's one person's wrong. <laughs> so I think what really happened is that I took everything that was more or less at the top of the list that you guys hadn't, and you went ahead mm-hmm. and curated it and didn't pick anything you thought was perfectly fine. So it seems I'm getting a lot of the models that uh, you think are fine. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Uh, Kyle, go ahead with your next one, which is actually a model I think's fine, but that's me. I don't know anything about Hamlin. Hamlin is in a weird place right now. I think he is a that if he can get to the late game, he's powerful. But if you can't, and he's not a fast crew to play, so in tournament play, he gets to round three and sucks. You need yeah. to get to turn five. He's like one of the crews that needs to get to turn five. Anyways, the winged plague, it's supposed to be your scheme runner. But the problem is, it just They're dies so to everything. So what I would do is just add a couple small fixes... Increase its wound, or sorry, increase its movement to six. 
so it's a little faster, so it can move to position to position, and then give it stealth because it can't hide behind it. So at least stealth prevents it from being shot at. It still dies to a single hit from like anything that's at least moderately tough. So it can still be one-shotted, but at least they have to go out of their way to charge it, and it's fast enough it can get up the board and do scheme. Just leave it at that. All right, I like it. Uh, I've got no rebuttal for that. Moving on, I guess. Brian? Um, I took the Drocket Trooper, my flamethrowing friend for Von Shield. He's just, he's very, very slow, coupled with a shorter range on his gun than normal. It's only 10 inches and a move four. So he's hard to keep up in a position where he's actually going to benefit your, like, your crew. So just, again, much like with Johan, give him plus one movement and he's perfectly fine. Uh, I just find him very slow. And yes, I'm aware I can throw him forward. I do not want to do that because then I'm putting damage on him. I don't want to hurt him more. Um, and I also don't want to give him rocket boots. That's what I was going to say. Just give him rocket boots. I don't. Uh, well, that's your own problem. Then. And that's also very fair. But it's it's very hard to find justification to bring him in a Frycore crew because compare, I just don't think he's good enough. So give him, make him a little easier to keep up with the crew. And I think he's fine. It's a movement five. What if you give him the unreliable jetpack as well? <laughs> what if you give the faction? What if it's an upgrade? It's just not, yeah, it's just not great. Unreliable jet. I mean, you could swap out two of our upgrades, and it would probably be an improvement for the upgrades across the faction. There you go. Don't touch Servant, please. But the other two, you could get rid of for that, and it's fine. Uh, Wanted Criminal would be the one you toss out for. Okay. Three stones, worth it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have the Student of Conflict, which is now just a lowly enforcer for a Terra crew. That's an upgrade, I mean, though. Not right? Antarctica, a Vex crew. Vex crew, sorry. Yeah, I guess technically it's an upgrade. Anyways, it, I can see why it's got, like, no health. Four health, four defense, four cost model. It's going to die to a stiff breeze. I think the one thing that was supposed to sell it is Covetous Cravings, which lets it give out fast to a target if they can discard a scheme marker within six inches of them. But um, I'm going to have a little bit of fun with this, and we're going to give it a new ability, a brand new ability to the game that I want to I want to show up on other models. So it's going to have the ability called Beloved Mascot, because I sort of feel like the student of the conflict would be kind of a, the mascot for a terror crew because it's this, you know, this cute little girl, got weapons, everyone probably loves her. So uh, we're going to go ahead and protect the mascot. And uh, at the start of the turn, friendly models within six inches gain shielded plus one. Okay. It's nice. It's simple. It gives her something more unique and more supportive to the crew. I would think it would definitely make her bringable. And why don't we make it, like, an aura, too, so they can also get shielded? Let's go with Mm that. I think her and every child should have an ability called You Monster. And if you kill it, then you'd, like, (laughs) suffer that. (laughs) No, no, you get everything, and it's a permanent condition. All models get positives against you because you killed a child, and no one likes you then. Exactly. I mean, as long as Baby K doesn't get it, because... He's got a knife. Well, he's not, like, actually a he's baby. He's not really a child. Yeah. Oh, we're going with the actual like children? Spirit. Yeah, yeah so, like, actual children. Malfo Child, Student of Conflict. Stolen, I guess. Uh, newsies. Uh, newsies. Yeah. Stolen, technically. Dreamer. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a monster. No, no, you just, you, you know what? 
you know what? Everyone applauds you if you kill him. Because at this point, he's a teenager, so he really deserves mm-hmm. it, let's be honest. Ooh, teenagers are pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that Outcast? I think that's Outcast. I think that's Outclass. Yeah, we're, we're just getting right through. Nice. All right. Next up is Neverborn. Kyle, what do you got? Another, another keyword. You got another keyword. I do, but I am going to save that one because that's the better one. Okay. We're just going to talk about Lilu for this first one. So, Lilu is one of the Nephilim twins. Right now, he's just not that good. And Lilitu, who was the better one, is now not as good, too. So, they both are kind of meh models. So, I propose just some slight buffs to make him a little better. First, add hard to kill to him. So, he can then kind of do the fluctuation as he can has healing mechanics. So, now, all of a sudden, you can like put him to hard to kill and he can heal above it. Which can at least give him some value, and he's expensive enough that I think it's worth giving it to him. And then I would say give him his ram built in instead of the crow for his uh, trigger on his main attack. Because I think that would be a little bit better just because then, again, you're playing that, oh, I healed above it. Oh, okay, I went to card to kill it. Now I healed above it. So it's a little more interesting, and it's worth seven stones that he actually could potentially survive something interesting. So that'd be my main changes. And then maybe if you needed to increase his cost, in addition to that, by a point, that'd be fine. But just give him that ram built in and hard to kill. I like it. I know nothing of Nephilim outside of bring to matures and stop face. Pretty much. Yeah, that's that's, that's really all they plan. do. Okay. Well, uh, Brian. I um, took the blood wretch because it's horrendous. Um, it's just like this five stone, five wound model that I'm not sure what it's supposed to do. I, I don't know if it's like a, a damage be- model or a schemer model or a, oh, I showed up and I died model. I feel like that's more its role. So it has evasive for some reason. Remove that and give it stealth. And then I think it might be sort of playable. Or instead of that, give it the ram trigger built in on its melee. It's still stat five. It's two, three, four damage. It's not doing a ton, but it'll just always heal if it hits your opponent. And like, yeah, it gives itself focus for one damage with the risky maneuver bonus action, like it's still not going to be great, but you can at least justify bringing it because you'll always heal if you hit them. And it's only stat five, still not great, but it might be able to do a little like flanking stuff for you or road bump. Or you just wait for my suggestion, which is coming up. But <laughs> mine, oh, because you're going the entire half, right. But... That I think is also fine, but it's just like, why would you bring these models? I agree. Any why would you them? bring them? I don't know. I don't. Tuco, I could see an argument. I can see Tuco also. I think that's about it. Maybe Tuco. (laughs) Yeah, well, he's still very questionable. He's still bad. But, like, situationally, if you think they're going to clump up in deployment, they'll put him blast. Fine. But, yeah, Blood Wretch, give him a built-in ram for drink blood or stealth instead of evasion. I don't know why he has evasion. It makes no sense to me. Because reasons. He's just, like, a vampire, hungry vampire who can be immune to shockwaves and blasting. What? Sure. Doesn't make sense to me. You can't oh, fly. It, it makes like, perfect sense to me. Flying, like the big flying Nephilim, they, you can blast onto them even when they're flying in Brian. the air. Yeah, right. So they don't get black blooded. Yes, exactly. That's what it's for. But you don't even play it in a Right, you don't, you don't play it. But yeah, that's fair. But technically that's not actually correct either though. I'll get into it when I talk yeah. about the half blood okay. keyword. 
All right, I'm going to go ahead and take a note from Kyle Bodie here, and I'm going to go and switch the order of my models. I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, the Vault Guys first. Nice little tree person. I'm going to venture to guess the reason that he's on here is because he's a move four. And while it, it ignores severe terrain, that's still still really slow. And I think we're going to go ahead and have a little fun with it, and we're just going to adjust that. We're not going to give it a higher move, no, because it's still a tree. So instead, we're going to give it a new ability, and I fully expect Weird to take this idea and give it this ability and then start giving other models this ability because it's it's a funny name. <laughs> and uh, it, it works with, like, maybe the Mysterious Emissary and maybe Bad Juju, although you might have to adjust it before. So we're going to have Natural Vigor to uh, to sort of be opposite Unnatural Vigor. Now, this doesn't require you to kill anything, but all Natural Vigor says is that at the start of this model's activation, if it is in severe terrain, it gains plus two move. Fast trees. That's it. A, I'll take this one step further, though. It should just be, if it activates in severe terrain, it gets like a Tarzan rope swing ability, and it can just like double <laughs> only when it's in severe terrain, though. The title of it is, oh! Oh, you just gain, okay, out. plus to move yeah. and flying. There you go. Yeah, or like, it, yeah. Yeah. And he becomes Tarzan. If Tarzan was a tree, tree. are they sentient? I don't know. I don't know anything yeah, about Longgeist. But yeah, sentient tree. Okay, so I yeah. Like it. Natural vigor. That's it. <laughs> All right, Kyle, now you can talk about haplets. All it's right. Perfect in every way. All right, yeah. so haplets suck right now. We're all Racist. aware of this. It's, I mean, it's true. They're all pretty terrible. But the other thing that's weird about them is the, the logic of Half-Blood. Because if you think about it, the whole point of a Half-Blood is it's human blood mixed with Nephilim blood. Mm -hmm. But the Nephilim blood has been corrupted to destroy red blood. Right. Because that was the whole point of killing Shizul, who was a red blood monster, to absorb mm -hmm. red blood. So they made their blood black, so it would eat and destroy it, so they wouldn't feed him. So how is mixing the two not killing them constantly? So I propose you make a thing that actually reflects that. <laughs> and it's called Need for Flesh, Fresh Blood, or something to that effect. Or I had it entitled A Need for Fresh Blood. So you remove on the prowl, because that ability's crap. They all have this ability. It's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense on the prowl. It doesn't do it. Well, it's a little push. Okay. But instead, you add a need for flesh or fresh blood. Blah, I can't even say it. What it is, is you suffer two damage at the end of the round if you dealt no damage and you gain fast. So if you do damage, you don't get anything. And you could also build in, have all of their melee to get the ram trigger built drink in. Blood. So the drink yeah. blood is built in on everything. So mm -hmm. if they do damage to an enemy, they're drinking blood, which means they're replenishing mm -hmm. their red blood, which is getting destroyed by the black blood, then nothing happens. But, and they're healing. But if they don't, they take damage, but they get fast. So they're, they, it's their body telling me, you're going to die. You need to get your butt going to go get Friends. blood. I like that. Sorry, was that end of, t end of the turn? End or? of activation. End of activation. Okay. Yeah. But two damage is a lot. Yeah, but they also yeah, heal at least. Well, well, I mean, things. I the problem is, is that, like, turn one, standard or corner deployment. They take two damage again fast for turn two. Yeah, yeah. But at that point, you just need to deal three damage to them and they're they're gone. Well, Blood Wretch, but you won't bring a Blood Wretch anyway. But I, this makes Angel Eyes actually pretty good. Ooh, okay. I could see Tuco... The blood wretch you could add hard to kill. Yeah. So then that maybe way, maybe that way, if they get yeah. shot, they still can 
yeah. damage. And they're not going to take two shots normally anyways. Uh-huh. So. Okay. I think that works. Yeah. That's good. I like it. Actually, with the, with the buildup to your solution, I honestly thought you said all of them were going to gain Demise Explosive. <laughs> oh. Oh, the red blood's mixing with the black blood. What happens? They explode. They explode. I would also be fine with this. They shrivel up and die. <laughs> All right, Brian. Yeah. What's your second one? Um, so I had the but but Batungan but Batungan Boltungan. Yeah. However you say it, I have perfect pronunciation and all things. I've also heard Boltungin, which is different. Either way, uh, the Bullet Gin. That's its name. Bullet Gin. Yes. Um, you fill the gin, put bullet. In, it's great. They just they. I don't know what they're supposed to do. Like they're anti scheme runners. Yeah. Okay. They're anti scheme runners. You look at them and they die. Like, either give him some extra wounds, stealth, I think. Just, I don't know. Like, they're supposed to be, like, these kind of sneaky hunters going through the under... Maybe, like, they're kind of wolf many. Like, just something that, like, they don't die right away. Because, like, they look like they'll drop to a stiff breeze. And they're just un- they're unimpressive. Or, like, give them at least unimpeded so they can move through rain affected by it so they can hide at least a little bit. Or, like, pack mentality. When are you ever going to bring two of these... And have them near each other. Like, all the time, right? Never. Literally never. I, in fact, take three at a time. Uh, that's a lie, because if you were taking cheating. So there. Yeah, you play um, Arcanus. Yeah, so maybe, like, swap out pack mentality for unimpeded or stealth or give them extra wounds or anything to make them better. Like, I don't, I don't even know what I would pick. They just seem unimpressive to me in every way. Make them walk seven. Still don't think they're worth it. <laughs> I but yeah, I think like stealth would just they're yeah. still decent. They'll still drop to most any melee attack ever. But like at least they won't get shot to death by any of the like four good guns in the game. There's only four good guns. In the game. Only four. Yeah, sure. They're yeah. all in guild. Oh. Guilds OP. Please nerf. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm sure. <laughs> we'll talk all about guild that. players love to hear that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think you give them stealth, and then they you can at least put them on the table without feeling super bad about throwing five soul, soul stones away. Okay. First thing, I believe they are the equivalent of a wear jackal. Okay. <laughs> Just sidetrack you there. If I may suggest, I don't know if this would fix them or what, but I thought that possibly, um, I don't know if who you should remove the keyword from, but uh, make them Chimera. Ooh, okay. Just add the keyword. Yeah, I mean, just Marcus add it. Is- <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, three keyword model. There we, there we go. I suppose giving them a bunch of Marcus updates, then they can become, because he can give them stealth, give them stealth and butterfly jump. Into, yeah, that would work. Okay, cool. And we are to Doug, the last one of the Neverborn. I got the Mysterious Emissary. Seems that uh, Neverborn don't like their emissary. That that sucks. He's a really cool looking dude. Tree. If you like plants. Yeah, if you're... Tall, tall tree man, as opposed to normal tree man. I thought, and now I have on my notes, it just says save Dave, uh, specifically Dave Hoffman. So Dave, this one's for you. I would, one, change the Lance Hunger ability that says when they drop blast markers, they can put down Hungry Land markers, which count as severe and hazardous. I think they should be able to choose either Hungry Land markers or uh, Undergrowth, Underbrush, Underbrush markers. So now I can choose between either putting out Concealment or Hazardous. But then you give him a very, very lovely ability. Did I write down the name? No, I don't have a name for this. Crap. 
I'm supposed to be like the fun dames Tell guy. Tell us what it does, and we'll name it for you. We're, yeah. no, we're, okay, we're going to call it Dave, this one's for you. And it's <laughs> a six. It's going to be a six-inch aura, and it says that friendly models cannot have their concealment and ignored. Yay. Um, we require a shrubbery. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> like, I've just been hearing uh, the lamentations of like, oh, all these good shooting models ignore concealment. and That's not a thing. Never happens. Yeah. Yeah. Sh- sh- shut up, Doug. Don't, don't point that out. So, like, hey, you know no. what? Let's just make sure that, you know, your snipers still can't see through it. Mm-hmm. That think, would make sense. I think my problem with the emissary he's not thematic to the faction. He's thematic. Yeah. He's like a Titanium model. Yeah. He's like, what does the rest of the faction get from him? Give him I black blood? I don't know, but he needs to be better for other crews. Like, the the one reason I you see to take him outside of Titania is for R of Deception. Cheating face down is cool and it's good, but that's it's so short range. It's so short range and it's not Pain ten stones yeah, or, or if your um your board is like crazy forest train, but then you're playing Titania anyways, or maybe Swamp yes, but at least he like works into it a little sure. bit better. Um, yeah, I don't know why you would, but I don't know how you fix that without changing whole card completely. Okay, okay, yeah. let's see. We'll, we'll we'll give him we'll give him black blood. Um, <laughs> To start no, just give him every keyword ability in fact. Yes, and and then lucid That's dreams, lucid, lucid dreams. dreams. As, no, well. lucid dreams as just like free act. It just happens. No, just just add it to the aura. The it's it's just he, he does the aura. It's the mysterious aura, and then also lucid dreams. So th- there we go. Let's, let's like any every friendly model within six gains the bonus action. Dreams. God damn it! <laughs> well, then he'd be not a take. Ugh. I think I think that's that's fair. That's Problem fair. solved. That's exactly yep. what we. Want. Yep, and in old ways, the old ways, of course. So you can cheat off of the discard of pile. Yeah. Who oh, have we done yet? Cost down to like eight. Following orders, of course. Yes, that as well. So that's too many bonus actions, though. So basically, no, take how the arcane emissary looks and turn it into the mechanics version for the mysterious emissary, where you just get everything from everyone. There you go. Yeah. There. Solved. <laughs> All right. Well, that was completely different than the initial thing I came up with. <laughs> We're having fun. We're having fun. Hey, let's let's talk about guild. And you know they're they're perfectly fine. Uh, they don't need any buffs. Let's just go ahead and move. No, nope. move, on. move hey, on. I, I mean, there aren't nerfs though. We can no, do a whole episode on yeah. guild nerfs. I spent a good po- amount of time in the nerf episode apologizing to guild players. No, because we had apo- they are a tyrannical government. Do not do not apologize to tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kyle, start us off. Okay, there are so many models I get to choose from. <laughs> this is one <laughs> suffrage of like, oh man, what do I choose? Pick a model in the faction. Peacekeeper. So, okay, Peacekeeper. Okay. No, it needs a buff. So, yes, rams. it does for my Hoffman list. So, we're going to start with the Pistoleros. They are just, they're the classic, it's a four-point model that dies to a breeze and doesn't really do anything. So my philosophy with four-point models, since you can't really make them survive a big hit because it's a cheap model, it's not supposed to take. So the only time they're really useful is if they're in, they're like scheme runners, but if they're scheme runners, they have to be, there has to be something about them that keeps them alive because they're going to be running off on their own. Or they need to be a model that does a weird buff effect that sits in the middle of the crew. 
So I think Pistoleros are a better model that maybe would be uh, better sitting in the middle of the crew kind of thing and kind of benefiting from some of their stuff. So one, I had a couple of options. One of them is just to bring back one of their old abilities, which gives all models an, an aura plus flips to their defense. So it used to be like if it activated, it would give it, but I would say just give it innately. And that's a sure. thing. So it's like, okay, they're just going to, they have to choose to waste an attack killing it. Otherwise, the rest of your crew is going to get a bunch of plus flips, which seems pretty good. And it's a model that can die in one hit. So it's like, okay, you just have to waste an attack killing it. Otherwise, you're getting all the benefits. Or a lot of times they'll be hiding behind other models, so they'll have to get an angle at it to even go at it. And I think that's a good way to utilize like a four-point model and, and make it worthwhile. The other thing you could do if you wanted to be cheeky is since they're supposed to be these desperado-type monster hunter-like guys, you could make them like a rapid-firing sort of thing. Um, you could do the, like, give them onslaught and then just have them like rapid or maybe give them like uh, the I forget ricochet yeah give them like ricochet oh. so they can ricochet shots and things like that you probably couldn't make it built in because it'd be too good but give them running gun maybe yeah I would say just the defensive flip thing would make the most sense yeah. because it's just like okay it's a model that you have to deal with otherwise good benefit it, in a family crew it's not a bad idea either because they kind of spread out anyways so I don't think it's going to be OP. Now, if it was like a Hoffman crew that's going to be bubbled or something like that, it may be too good. But in a spread out crew, it's not that bad because you're only going to yeah. be hitting a couple models probably anyways. All right. I had, I don't know why I came up with this because I wasn't like looking at your guys' stuff and be like, oh, what can I suggest as a change for this? Um, I had discussed with someone else how to fix these things. And the idea came up with, and I don't know if this completely fixes them or not, uh, something, uh, an ab new ability, something along the lines of like Big Ego, where they count, as, other friendly models can count this model as a cost six. So that they can activate Opera L for, uh, I think, Abuela, the Monster Hunters, and someone mm -hmm. else. I think there's another five Soulstone model in there somewhere. I think there is. I don't remember what it is, but I think I think that would work because I was I was looking. I'm looking at the card right now, and I don't think there's anything that can actually proc. Yeah, I mean, they, each other proc. Yeah. Oh, poor. That's it. So, but yeah, giving something with a little more. I think that would. work. Actually, why don't we make that cost seven? Because that will toss in Nino and Papa Loco. Sure. I mean, they're still going to die to a stiff breeze, but now they can, they're basically a pseudo fast for those models. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that would work. Is that, is that um, all right, Kyle? Yeah, I think he's not in the affirmative. Okay. Um, I will go then. Yes. And I think Guard Patrol continuing the four cost, four health models Oof. are just bad. So my first idea which i think realistically isn't possible in any way shape or form um but treat them like uh the other side models to so give him one of the big um like 60 mil base with three of them on it <laughs> and each time one dies like you pick one off and then each time they die their stats get lowered a little bit or like they're built their strength abilities so, like turn them into the other side model but in Malifaux. You just gave me an interesting idea for an ability that has nothing to do with guilt, but... <laughs> You're welcome. Go ahead and uh, hit us with it. Yeah. Call it Endless Horde, and it's a demise. Whenever this model dies, heal it one and replace it with the same model. So every time they die, they just come back with one wound. It's an Endless Horde. It's got to be a terrible... But it's just an Endless Horde. I mean, horde. That, that's almost... <laughs> it would either be a Bayou model or It'd a... be a Hamlin model. It'd be like Endless Hamlin, horde or like, or like Guild. It's just... 
faceless grunt. Yeah. And just like yeah. they have two wounds. And they, and they just they just keep coming yes. back. Yes. They're insignificant, but and they do like one, two. I don't even know what they would do. Yeah. Um, but back to this, like the other side idea, it's a big thing. Other than that, I like make make their attack a little bit better, give them a stat five on their their revolver, or if they're within line of sight to a friendly guard model, give them a plus one to their stat. Like they get pursue already, but like they're never going to live long enough to attack something that's already activated. Not if you take one of them, you have to take at least four. <laughs> take four. And then they take the hit. One of them can- yeah. I just give them a way to survive. They get auto lead line coat. No, pe- the guild doesn't care about their employees. They, yeah, they can't them- afford that. I don't know. Like creep along, just have it go off. Like, it just, they automatically get five inches of free move or something. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know. Either that to make them at least, it's they're still not good. They'll still die, but at least you can get value out of them. Or when they when they die, they drop, like, equipment for the guild. I don't know, like, guild badges, and you can do something with it. Who would want their one, two, four gun, though? It's crappy. That's fair. Ooh, okay. All right, Brian. We'll, nice we'll, hats, though. We'll take your idea. And as much as I love a 60 millimeter model in this game, it's going to be a, a bitch to move it. Yeah. Maybe something like maybe like a pseudo incorporal so they can at least move around stuff. Alternative idea. That's almost the exact same thing you were thinking. Give them like demise eternal, but it's infinite. And we'll just call it your expendable or your replaceable. You're replaceable. Mm hmm. And so technically, you can just, you have an endless amount of guards patrol as long as you got cards. Mm. Well, I don't even know if it needs a card. It just like, just keeps no, happening. you would need something. Yeah, you have so, to yeah, like discard a card and replace. Re- yeah, replace to a full health guard patrol. Okay. I got Frontiersman. Cornelius needs, needs a little bit of help. Um, I can see why they are, they're very, very easy to kill. And while like a five, Soulstone model shouldn't be, like, really, really tough. Uh, I don't see anything really on the back of the card that makes them, like, really need to be so squishy. I mean, they're friends, Tearsman, the guys out on the, you know, in the wilds of Malifaux and surviving and fighting and stuff like that. You, th- you would think they would be tougher. I think adding defensive tech would be proper in this situation just because i mean they're they're supposed to be tough right they're they're frontiersmen so first up let's give them hard to kill so that you know you aren't icing them with a you know severe six damage you gotta hit them twice and then we'll also give them survival skills on their tomahawk which will pair nicely Mm -hmm. with uh the survivalist ability so now they're healing uh two three four on that trigger. And I think that will be good enough, make them considerably more survivable, and best of all, and Brian, you're going to like this, they're now better than a Frykorman. They already are better than Frykorman. <laughs> Just because they got a one-inch range on their melee, they're better than Frykorman. That, and they have, uh, they're unaffected by favorite, unimpeded. They get cover when they're within severe terrain. They create their own terrain. Okay. All right. I, I stand by this. Okay, but that that's my suggestion. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, next up is Kyle again. And All right. Going for a slightly more expensive model for once. We're going to talk about Samuel Hopkins, who is the crappier version of Rusty Allen. Uh, no I, argument. 
I don't accept this because Rusty Alice Rusty Alice is a terrible model. Uh-huh. Have you seen Convict? <laughs> um, They're better. Yes, so clearly. He's a worse version of Convict. I mean, he's worse than both? That's I mean, fair. But anyways, he is just not worth this cost. You're never going to pay nine souls to so what I propose to do is first off, just give him defense and willpower six. Why is he a five? Like, let's just give him sixes. Even that alone is not going to break the bank. I think guild as a whole should have higher stats on defense, yes. just because they don't have defensive tech. He and gets shielded. And he gets spell. Yeah. Well, okay. Counter spell. spell that doesn't matter. It matters sometimes. That's where we start. Counter spell just like universal when targeted. Can yeah. we make that change across the game? Yes. I'd like that. Weird, please. Anyways, so update his defense and willpower to six, and then give him built-in ricochet. So oh. on his gun, just give him the mask for ricochet. Oh, disgusting. So now all of a sudden he can start, ra- he can fire ricochet, rapid fire ricochet. So now he becomes like an AOE guy. And that, like, he's, that makes him really good, though. You're like, oh. And trust me, Ricochet is bonkers having played <laughs> Summer, like a real Summer for the first time. That's just Poe being it's also like always. It's also Poe, yes, being stupid lucky. Severe, severe, every severe, Ricochet severe. was a four damage shot to something. Balls. Um, it was I, I do have a question about him. Why does he have a wooden mallet? I don't know, because he likes to hit things. Um, story-wise, I don't even know if it... I think like he has it's part of his device to capture Arcanist. I would I, I would know. venture to guess if you like went and looked up like the witch finders that the witch hunters are based it off of. Based off of I'm sure there's some like anti witch thing where like, oh you need to beat them with a wooden mallet to yeah, subdue like, them or is something. It, you just like shatter their knee so they can't they I mean, yeah, fall away. Head, but um They can't I just, cast hate heat metal on you. Yeah. I would give him built-in drain magic on the wooden mallet. Like, it's a rune-etched rune mallet, so your opponent always discards a card. I'd rather just make his gun good, because I mean, that's yeah, what that he's all, supposed to do. And the mallet, the idea mallet bad. It's just that whole idea. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's how you stop him. You get engaged with him. And then he's like, oh, crap, mm-hmm. now I can't do much. And then uh, he has to do a weird creep-along action to try to get out to shoot. I would like to suggest something. Give him back his goddamn bear trap. I'm so mad they took that away from him. It's such a cool weapon. It's cooler than a wooden mallet. And well, okay, technically it's second edition. He had no wooden mallet, but why, why not just give him three attacks? Doesn't seem that hard. And then you can That's make the, the, the bear trap something cool. Like, you know, obviously, like, drag him in, but uh, maybe like a built-in coordinated strike for witchling models or something. That'd be cool. I feel like it would do injured because you're trapping them yeah. in like a staggered, staggered and injured. Yeah, yeah, something. Okay, that's that's all I want. I had I like no good suggestion for like, oh, this definitely balances him. I was just one to complain about him not having the bear trap anymore. Honestly, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, moving on. Brian, what's your second model? Uh field reporters. It, it, it's one of those where I like you look at them and they're a six stone model that has like you look at the front of their card. And there's like a ton of stuff there. Exclusive interview. Uh, you can't do the escape the truth, serene continence, chasing the story, humiliation, all great things. And you flip the card over and then there's nothing there. So like give them another tactical action that, I don't know, like buffs your own crew or does something. I don't really know what it was to make it, to make it thematic, but give, give them maybe an, another aura that's friendly buff that when 
I don't I don't even know what it would be, but just something. Let's give them boring conversationalist. Yeah. Oh, but God. like something to make them like, I don't know why you take them. Like flash photography is nice, I guess. Maybe give them a trigger to drop a scheme marker next to the target that's friendly to like the field reporter. But I don't even know. But just give them some type of secondary action on the back because all you're doing is walking them around and then maybe doing flash photography. Probably not though, because it's a six inch range and it's bad. Because they they'll die if they get that close to the enemy. Um, um, but just give them another action that does something. Oh um, no! I got, I got this. What is it? What is it? Yes, give him sharp and quill. What's that do? It's it's on the scribe, but it's a zero inch range, one two three damage track. But it has a on a tome draw it secrets, which drops a scheme marker into base contact with the target, and on a crow it's maim, which um, forces them to discard a card. It's not bad. Although I, I thought pens weren't invented at this point in time. Uh. She's in the picture. She's holding a pen. Is it a pen or a quill? It do- doesn't have like plumage though. It's a it's a it's a pen shaped quill. We'll go with that. All right. I have orderlies. Um, yeah, I see why you want these things buffed. They don't They do not do a ton, and they don't live for very long either. Um, we're not going to mess with their defenses, though, because that's the easy answer. We're going to... Holy crap, they're move six. I didn't realize that before. They're fast! Holy crap. All right, so they kind of have this sort of uh, play around with... with you know, staggered, kind of get into fighting with people, get them staggered, but they don't... All they have is restraints, really, to take advantage of that staggered, which doesn't mm-hmm. do a whole ton. So, uh, first up, you think, oh, he's going to give them uh, the built-in staggered on the inc- necrotic injections. No, I'm not. We're going to give them built-in inf- infect, first of all, because I think, by default, if you're stabbing someone with a needle, that's probably more poison than anything. And then, yeah, because the reason is that you, the, the cost for the rest of this stuff is going to be you need to, like, have that mask for the stagger on the, their necrotic injection. And then we're going to give them agony, which is an attack action on the guilty. And the reason we're giving them that is it targets movement. Synergy. Yeah. So yeah, you hit them with a necrotic injection, which doesn't do as much damage, but then you can start hitting them with the agony where they're on minus twos. So you have a lot more reliable damage. And then mm-hmm. along those lines, we're going to turn them into dogs. Well, I mean, not really, but it's an ability that's only on dogs, I think. And we're going to give them um, hunting partner so that they don't count toward for uh, friendly fire. I think there's another okay. thing in there. Oh, yeah. And then the opponent is on like, I forgot what it does. It's another thing for so like if he's engaged with you, it's going to be a pain to get out of engagement with him. And while that's happening, the rest of the crew is laying into you. So I think they have that utility there uh, more so and then you know if the staggered stuff as well and if you're bringing him with the other um, asylum people who can hand out stagger more reliable, they get even better. So that's what I think. Sounds good. And I'd say yeah, give him a one inch range maybe to make restraints a little more useful for the if they have staggered they don't count schemes and strats to make that come up because it's a really cool ability yeah but i'm sure you never actually get it to happen yes i I mean i would kind of do that but i'm not sure if that's legal (laughs) with the uh, necrotic injection being i think a zero inch range for everything i don't know if it's like oh sure that makes sense a quote-unquote payment for them being move six is that you still have to get into like base to base with them but i'm not i'm not saying no i'm just wasn't sure if that puts them over into too good Mm -hmm. territory which 
Probably not, but okay. Um, We are done with the guilds. Moving on to Bayou, second to last, and Kyle. All right, so let's go ahead and start with my boy Fingers, who used to be a really obnoxious model. He's still annoying, but he's bad. I've seen him once on the table. I was impressed with him. He didn't do a lot. Now, to be fair, he wasn't in a Trichy crew, so I mean... Okay, maybe that was the problem. But anyways, <laughs> I would first off remove the on his defense. So he doesn't have built-in squeal. And you're thinking, well, you're making him worse. It's like, well, but I'm also giving him a new ability called Creative Drunk. And essentially, <laughs> he can remove poison to add a suit to any duel he wants. So the idea is he's getting drunk himself, and then he's a Creative Drunk. So then he can remove poison to get suits for whatever he needs. So all of a sudden, one more question becomes a better when he can do mental trauma every time with it, mm-hmm. and he just can more consistently do things. The other change I would make is change a toast. You could either just change it or rename it to something else. Um, I like the idea of renaming it to drinking contest, and basically it becomes like the gamble your life ability, but it's poison. So whoever loses Ooh. gets a massive... So either you're stacking a ton of poison on them, or getting a... T- Poison, which you can then use for creative drinking or creative drunk. I like it. I like it. Is it just one poison then? For what drinking? No, yeah. I would do like two, three poison. Oh, geez. So is that but like he a, gets hit a single targeted model? Or are you changing it from a pulse? Or? No, it'd be a single target. It'd be a single. Okay. Target. Oh, okay. It'd be like gamble your life. Um, or you can make it one, two, three, more balanced. Whatever. I mean, it, the idea is just to give him access to an, a way to get consistently get poison on him without just like having to take trusty flask and get a poison every round okay i like it that's a great name kyle let's get drunk yeah yes okay brian i'm in um let me first say this is that everyone apparently hates this bottle because it was near the top of the list for two different factions yeah it was poorly it's not part of outcasts um of course we're talking about the bayou smuggler and like it just seems like it could be good, but then it's it's not. I don't I don't even know what you would do to fix it. I almost I think it needs a couple more. Things. I do. Okay, but you stole Kyle the knows everything. You st- because you stole the model. This Doug maybe take a different model. Oh yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I give it I give it a ranged attack of sort, like a one two three attack, maybe at range eight. I don't know, but it drops a scheme marker from like next to the target or an ability where i don't know it would be a tactical i think but you can throw a scheme marker that's within an inch of the smuggler eight inches somewhere else you have to hit another model so it's a like a resisted attack but then you can throw it um i think would be nice and then on the paddle attack arguably give it a built-in new horizon kyle is showing me the bonus action suggesting, which is on the guild sergeant Oh, okay. But basically a way to throw scheme markers uh, from within you somewhere else, I think would be a good idea. And then I think this might be a little more fluffy and still probably not super useful, but thematic <laughs> on their paddle. Give them, I believe it's their crow trick, give it built in, a built, the crow's built in. So you can only still get the soul stone when you're attacking a henchman or a master or someone who's attuned, but then you can always steal soul stone from someone if they're able to use it. Because oh. the whole idea is like the smuggler, they're a th- you know stealing things, make them not have to work that hard for it 
because these things aren't going to be able to live next to a model like Soulstone. So unless it act like if you have to cheat for it and have them within two inches master, it's not worth it at all. All right, so I would give it Invader, which is the ability that the Midnight Stalker has. So if it, it's a smuggler, if it gets to the other side, the idea is it's smuggling across. And then one other change. Now, granted, this is a subtle Cassandra buff because she has the same ability. Oh, <laughs> changing, okay. I would change changing plans and change it at the end of the turn. So you can, at the oh. end of the turn, you can, or so you could do all kinds of marker tricks with it. And that would make this model good if you had those. Excuse me, would you leave the friendly restriction or just make it any marker? It'd be fine with friendly. Okay. I like that. I think all of a sudden now it's got some good use. And Cassandra gets buffed too. I just want to add (laughs) the in there somewhere to point out that the gator of the second smuggler's back is 100% filled with drugs. I'm not (laughs) sure how you translate that on the card, but I want to tap and make it happen. It's just, it has the ability filled with drugs, and it's basically the nurse ability, self only. <laughs> okay. Okay. Huh. All right. Um, we're up to me. I'm gonna flip my uh, suggestions here and end on on a bang because I really like what I've done with this one model. So we're gonna go to the Banjanista. Can't do too much of a buff on the Banjanista just because they're summonable. So we'll just tweak it a little bit. One, it's whacking you with a banjo, so I think that's deserving of a range one. Come on, really? <laughs> that's um, fair. I would heck, I would even include a built-in ram on that uh, for Kabong because you can only you only really want to do that once, so you're not going to declare it every time. And then pluck the strange. Get, go ahead and get a built-in mask because I think dueling banjos isn't so broken because you need to have a friendly banjonista on the board, and these things don't live for too terribly long. But you know, if you manage to get both of them out there, then yeah, let the other one just go ahead and do pluck the strings as well. It's themey. Mm-hmm. And it's not a big enough pulse range to make be like, oh, this thing is just hitting their entire crew. Four inches yeah. is relatively big, but it's it's not insurmountable. So that's what I do with the Banjanistas. Okay. And if you guys have got no counterplay, then go ahead uh, with your second one, Kyle. Sure. I just don't know what else you do with the Banjanista. They seem like they're borderline. Yeah. They're okay. They're not they're good. Eh. Yeah. Anyways, so I went with a crew-wide ability. And I suggested we change penetrated stench. Basically get rid of it off of veins because it's basically a garbage. Okay, let me rephrase. The ability itself is not bad, but it's garbage on the crew it's on because they don't want to be in melee. They're not a crew that excels at being engaged. So I propose you change it to something that's actually useful for the crew that has it and save penetrating stench for something else, another mm-hmm. crew that wants to actually be engaged. So I would add some one with the land. And what this is, it's basically the entirety of the crew. The problem with them is they're kind of squishy. So make them a little bit tougher, but it's situational toughy. Or situational toughy. <laughs> Toughness. <laughs> What's the word? You okay there, buddy? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm spazzing. So while it's in severe terrain, while this model, is in severe terrain, they gain basically concealment and hard to wound. So it's essentially like the old Jack doll. It's minus to every to attack and to damage. But they have to be in severe terrain. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to make the crew become... The crew is really good in the right 
table. So it's like mm-hmm. a table pick. You'd come to a board and if it had like these giant massive things of trees, you're like, and oh. then you'll take the mysterious emissary. Oh. Bringing it back around and yeah. fixing other models. Oh, we're so good at this. Right? We should get paid. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys have a successful Patreon, so technically, well, I guess no, no, this is my show. I completely forgot. This is Steam yes, Powered Scoundrels. Show. Yes. Hey, we've got like two patrons now, so I'll I'll send you a, a dollar. I'll take Shout it. Shout out to those patrons. Job. Yeah, one of them is Craig. Too. I think it was out of pity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. Um, so this pains me somewhat, somewhat because it's McTavish and he going back to M2E where he's bad touched me so many times and is one of my most hated mouth. However, he's just bad at nine stones. I don't like I he's just not good. I think for the amount of damage he doesn't do compared to how easy he is to kill. I think give him defense six, willpower six, and these henchmen so he can stone to keep himself up. He's fine. Or give him like a stat six on his gun. He's not like a sniper, but still like a pretty good gun. Just flat, like improve his abilities or give him some way to interact a little bit better with severe terrain. There's a couple models or keywords that can do that push when they're in severe terrain. Give him something like that, but just like automatic, I think. He like he has on the move, so when he activates three inches, ignoring other models, I think expand on that. And if he's within severe terrain, like double that or something, because he's kind of you know he's moving through the swamps and he's this swamp man, woodsman in essence. So give him something. Yes, and yeah, maybe that's the ability. Australian immune to. Yeah, like immune to hazardous damage. Like he can't take damage from hazardous terrain. Or something. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all for that. Give him a ruthless, just for funsies. Just make his gun. Yeah, but make his gun better is probably the biggest one, realistically, because it you're a nine cost henchman who it's not that survivable. But if you had the new ability instead of penetrating stench, you oh, would be bring him back around. Synergy. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. We we can't yeah, afford think, sound effects. I'm sorry, Brian. That was our sound effects. Yeah, Brian, that, I am this. I am this. Arguably for Gator Snack, just give him like always. Give him reposition on it. You don't have to give him a stat for that, but like he just always gets reposition on it, so he can always move around because he still has to like discard a marker. But then he just always gets another three inch push, so he can be moving six inches all the time. So yeah, just give him auto reposition on his bonus. Like logistically, I don't know how you do that on the card without giving him a stat, but he always gets the mask for reposition on that. I would, I, and a better gun. Okay. I think just a small change as well. For Gator Stack, let him target an enemy model. I mean, you don't don't remove the model in, in that case. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, remove the model. <laughs> just gone. But allow them to like, oh, like I can actually attack something if I've got if I if I get the sun strike trigger on it, as opposed to like lucking out and hoping that the marker I'm moving towards is actually next to someone I can hit. On top of on top of all the other stuff you suggested, that's fair. Or give him like more movement. I don't know. He's a gator. I feel like gators are fast, right? But they can only go in straight. So you just he run sideways diagonally. No, that's but that's where the he uses that three inch to go laterally. And then the gator just sprints forward. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that would be frenzy or um, rush. The plus two movement on a charge. Ooh, 
Um, I does I don't know if this ability exists yet or not, but it's kind of like reverse reverse uh, ride with me, where he can just every, once per activation hitch a ride with any Swamp Fiend model. Ooh, that'd be good. Ooh, but then Silurids are th- just pop them out twenty inches away. I think it would have to be like on a walk. You could spec- specify a okay. walk. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. That being said, I don't want any of these to like, go into effect because I hate McTab. As a random aside, <laughs> just saying. As a random aside, why is his model the picture on it has him riding the gator, but the actual sculpt he is standing next to it, and me not realizing that and not look weird build instructions. I actually have him riding the gator on my model. Well, he improved it. There you go. I did. Yeah. I did improve it. <laughs> Hashtag modding. Exactly. Okay. I'm proud of you. We will go with my last one, then we'll get into the best faction after that. I have Bert Jebson. Lovely, lovely Bert. Was just a lovely, fun model, second edition, but now he's he's gone to the side, he's been put on the shelf, he's gathering dust, no one plays him. Poor, poor Bert. So let's fix Bert. So, first up, Bert is going to gain um, Protected Gracie. Uh, I figured it'd be nice and fun thematic if, like, you gave... A reason for him for them to be brought together in a crew because they you know they should have at least some synergy. So uh, keeping him alive by by with Gracie should be nice because she can tank a lot of hits. But to also improve upon him because that's I don't think that's nearly enough. Uh, looking at his card, that's not le- nearly enough. We're going to give him a unique ability that I think is going to be really cool and probably broken because I didn't think of all the options you could do with it. But um, we're going to give him an ability called Give Me Your Best Shot, I Can Take It, which is a reference to the movie that he is from. And what it says is that once per activation... When this model is targeted by an attack action, it can treat the opposing model as friendly. So what this does, two things. One, uh, lets him get glowy tokens from Hardneck Life when the opponent attacks him. Yeah, there you go. And two, because they're friendly, he can technically relent to enemy attacks. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, okay, you hit me. You're guaranteed to hit me, but you had double negative flips, and I know you got a min one, so go right ahead. That feels like a gremlin thing. Yes, that is a... Yeah. I kind of like that as just a... But Brian was screaming... I, I muted the mic because I had to contain him, and he was screaming, Bird Jepson is fine. And I agree, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Come on, guys! Like... Seriously? Like, come on. They, I think that the thing is, is that he's not a very useful versatile model. He's he's fine in Wong. See our versatile episode. Yeah. <laughs> all, all right. All right. I'm just going off of the poll here. And I mean, yeah, I he guess. does seem to be pretty, pretty squishy. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd happily take him in a zip crew. I'd happily take him in a Von Shield crew. Give him hard to kill. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to buff him, that's all he needs. No, my idea is better. Shut up. Well, yeah. That, oh, yeah, you're right. Fine. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on to Arcanist. Get this done with. We're at like the two hour mark. So, yeah. Kyle, what you got for us? All right. So we're going to start with the Steam Arachnid Swarm. It needs buffed because it is a garbage model. No. <laughs> Son of a- <laughs> oh, you suck. I was staring at the show notes like, that's not on here. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't, huh. You're going off script, Kyle. Kyle, you're going off script. No, um, really, though, we will start with the Molemen because they are pretty bad. So, there's a couple changes I would make to them. 
First off, I would get rid of the burrow and give them fade away. Yeah. Because they have four wounds. They're not even going to survive the one attack they take to even bury. I mean, may, I mean, they, they could if it's like a two shot, but seriously, <laughs> like give them fade away so they can reduce the damage and bury. That's not going to break them by any means. They're not a great model anyways. Okay. And then the other thing I would change on them is essentially... For tunneling, they would have a... You can increase the... Give it a target number, so they'd have to cheat it. But what it does now is they place a scheme marker, and then they bury. So you can generate scheme markers with them. So if you have two of them in tandem, they actually can kind of work together as far as how they work. Okay. And one would basically walk up, and then it would bury itself, and then drop a scheme marker. Um, and well, that's why I'm in by tunneling. Tunneling as uh, mm-hmm. opposed to just, uh, it would drop a ski marker and bury it. Okay. So you'd walk it forward, bonus action, drop it, it tunnels, that's because it's protecting itself to burrow, and drop a ski marker, and then another one can jump up next to it kind of thing. So something to that effect. Or or it could tunnel where it's at. So say you do power ritual, it could tunnel, drop the power mm-hmm. ritual marker, and then pop up next to the other one kind of thing. So at least it's like, it's not broke, but at the same time you have a good use. It's a good like power ritual model because they both like tunnel, drop the markers next to it, and then they pop out farther up the field because they're supposed to be skin runners. Cool. Yeah. Might actually, would you be able to take power ritual into standard with uh, with a setup? What do you mean? Like Probably. no one takes it into yeah. standard. Oh uh, yeah, I mean yeah, I do sometimes, but yeah, you could totally do it. Okay, I and was it, mostly making a joke. Sorry, I don't get jokes. <laughs> yeah, you very, don't. Very very serious, Kyle Stones. Okay, Brian, what are you fixing? Um, Soulstorm Miner needs to get buffed. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> like it should be able to interact on a bonus and a normal action. Can do it twice a turn. Um, no. Uh, uh, how about how about this? How about this? It has an ability called "I've struck the mother load." Discard the red Joker, gain thirty soul stones, which you can instantly spend on model. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm I am with this, Craig. This that's for you. You're welcome. Um, but no, I will go with Firebranded, Karis, and the uh, Manic Fire Pixies. I they need a better stick to do i think i like the idea of blaze of glory reducing uh burning by one to gain positive flip to a duel um i also kind of want to give them reduce burning by one to reduce damage same thing as poison flaming body time yeah uh just make them all a little more survivable because they drop the model is literally on fire, but yes. burning hurts it. Yes, like e- exactly. Like their whole shtick is they play with fire, and they yeah they play with fire. So why does fire hurt them? Because the only way Blaze of Glory then actually works is if they can actively be doing things. So at least make it burning doesn't affect them. Like at the bare minimum. I think at the bare mm-hmm. minimum, you would go with Fireproof that Carlos has. So as yeah. long as they're sitting around, they have less than four burning on them, then they don't take damage. But Yeah, uh, that's fair. Also, maybe give Elemental bull- just auto-gives out burning. Yes. Like, burning one. Just, like, so you can get the engine works with Embrace the Flame um, a little bit more, because you're giving out more burning. 
or the fire golem thing where you rip off burning to jump to something. And on a trigger with that, you get burning touch. So you like rip off burning, jump into someone and flaming punch them because that's cool because fire is cool. Okay. That being said, um, give them a little better. I think the defensive tech is like the important thing because they die really easily. I have like possibly an addition to this or not necessarily overriding what you want mm-hmm. but sometimes uh when we get to these sort of buffs it's like oh maybe we can use this model to address like a glaring weakness of some kind so i think that it would be really awesome if the fire branded could have an aura on their card that says like when burning would be removed from a friendly model you may discard a card to not do so so you can't just easily destroy a fire golem by taking off all of its burning at once and then killing it sure okay yeah, I think it'd be fun. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, like, that big either. Just something. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe we can fix this sort of issue. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm up. I have Showgirls. But you don't know anything about Arcanists. I know I know nothing of, of Arcanists. I have Showgirls. Showgirls are, you know, slightly underperforming in the performer keyword. Uh, do you ever Bunch. take them, Kyle? Nope. Why? Because they die to one shot. My rule of... But they're, mani- they're manipulative. Manipulative protects things. Because it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me pull up the card here so I, I'm getting all this. All right, first up, we're actually going to have another universal rule change. We are going to make seduction distracted plus two. Gives it a little bit more oomph. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's on Doxies and Lust, I think, are the other models that can have it. And it doesn't seem that like it would sounds right. ruin anything whatsoever. Potentially, and this is sort of like my iffy one, because I don't know if the other thing I'm going to mention is too good. But potentially put the built-in tome on their lure. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. That I think is super cool. Um, we're going to give them an aura. This is exactly the same sort of fix fix the issue situation as I suggestion I had for the fire branded. We're going to give them an aura called Adoring Fans. And I'm not entirely sure the size of it. You could be up to six, but that might also might be like too good. But what Adoring Fans does, it says all negatives that apply to a model's attack and any model's attack action are also applied to the damage. So, basically turning distracted into reverse focus that people have kind of wanted before, but also, like, if a model focuses to get around the manipulative, they're still taking that negative to damage as well. Just one thing to, you know, help them be a lot more survivable, as well as keep other performer models more survivable, but also, like, they're definitely still killable. All right, what do you think, what do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I think that would work. It feels, it feels, from a design perspective, very convoluted way of doing it so like while it works it feels like a very clumsy way of doing it i guess is the best way to say it and i I get what you're trying to just one of those like wouldn't it be better if they just fixed focus and how that works and that's kind of my take on it but the only thing i could think of is what if you did instead like an, an aura like you said but what it does is it's an aura if a model gains focus in this aura it does like they take a penalty they take damage or something like that to the effect of bypass my manipulative you gotta get punished somehow yeah mm. i don't know that's the only thing that i can think of is to make them at least decent um and survivable like their lure makes them, i want to take them at times because lure is useful mm-hmm. but honestly they just die so easily you'll get a lure off yeah and then they'll pump and it's not worth paying five stones for a model that's just gonna die in one hit 
And now I will say, I should preference this. A lot of people are like, how you keep th- saying everything that I dies in one hit. But you have to understand that play. I play against Brian a lot, who plays ranged crews with like Rusty, and he will pick off that model that has yeah. five and take it off turn one with one shot. It's, because it's he has so the cards it. to do it. Yeah. And worth eliminating a model if I can't yep. summon back. And they're going to have to focus anyway to get around manipulative. Yeah. So like they're going to be out of straight, most yeah. likely a straight flip anyway. If you have the severe and you already hit them, yeah. you're going to kill them. So. There's no reason to shoot it. Like, you don't want to spend 2 AP to kill it. You want to kill it, because Don't Mind Me is good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to do good things for you, so you're gonna they're going to go out of their way to kill it. Yeah. But anyways, back to you, Doug. We're just kind of preferencing why we think yeah. Yeah. that's bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, another answer would be just to make them less easy to kill, but... Um, that feels like... Yeah, I agree. That's like a... That doesn't yeah. feel like a good fix. I feel yeah. like they need to be something more creative because they're performers. It should be something illusionary. Like a defensive trigger that lets them like sword trick away what in he, essence. Like like flying like you explode into your dust. No 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 or something. It's I don't know. like the um kind of like the the old Ten Thunders one where you throw the attack to somebody else. They have a trigger that could they have maybe oh, it's like built the, in the Ten like, Thunders brothers or, have. Here let me let me pull it up. I will just read it for beta. You just throw it to your... The what? idea is you have duets next to them, and you yeah. throw it to the duet. It's like, oh, the... Defense. With yeah. a mask. Misdirection. Immediately another yeah. model within two inches of this model must either discard a card or suffer the effects of this action instead of this model. The attacking model yeah. may not be chosen for this effect. Yeah. Give yeah. that built Just in. give a misdirection. Yeah. And have it built in. <laughs> and then it's hyper-thematic as well. Yeah. Because that's the whole point of the mannequins, is they're supposed to be uh-huh. taking... Anyways. Or at least the... And nobody actually... You Barring me takes actually takes so oh, it'd be yeah, good yeah. for the because people do take duets. Which are just good models. Okay. Um Kyle, what's your second model? Alright. My second model is Ice Gammon because they just don't do anything. It's not they're a weird model because I, I've been on the record saying like if you just look at the stats and the cost, it's not a bad model. But at the same time, I have no reason to hire it either. It's one of those, like, if I could summon it with Raspy, I'm like, I would summon them and use them. But I'm not going to spend four Soulstone out when I'm hiring to buy one. You got to give me a reason why. And I think this is a very simple fix. It's just going back to M2E days. It's treated as an ice pillar. Boom. Done. Oh. Raspy can arc through them. Yeah. She can detonate them or, like, treat them as shockwaves. Mm-hmm. You can heal through them with the... Silent ones, but yeah, it's just they, they can be treated as ice pillars. Boom, done. Uh, uh, ice pillars. They have a reason. They can be treated by as ice pillars by friendly models. So yeah, that friendly models. Someone yeah. that can just like remove destructible terrain doesn't immediately kill them. Yes, <laughs> correct. correct. Still some miners. Be- and because of Raspy's leader, they would then pulse out slow too, because they would be treated as ice pillars, uh-huh. which would then synergize. Yeah. Okay. I like it. It's quick. Yeah. It's easy. I got I got no counter to that. Good job. All right, Brian, second to last. I took Ice Dancers to oh. go with the Performer and December theme. Like, I I like the model. It's a really nice model. It just, I think it dies. It, it's another one where it dies a little, even with Butterfly Jump. And then it doesn't, it just doesn't do a lot. So, like, the ice skating can move through ice pillars. I think that's really cool. I kind of want to amp that up just a little bit more. And it can, it probably would have to be an action, but it might be 
quite know the balancing on that, but it can like hop between ice pillars. It would be like range eight, maybe. And then as a bo- as a bonus action, that might be a little too. But as a tactical, you can jump to an ice pillar, and then maybe I'm at trigger. You can place a scheme marker. Yeah. So you can like jump. So like Raspy puts out her pillars, and then you like the ice dancer is supposed to be a schemer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so then you can jump forward and automatically do it, and then run away too. Um, so you don't die right away, or maybe give them. Well, manipulative doesn't really matter, but something to make them a little more. Well, they're gonna have cover. Well, right. I suppose they get cover from. Um, the ice pillar and something that just makes them a little bit better at their job, which is scheming. Um, now they're already movement six, so arguably letting them just jump eight inches isn't like a huge improvement. But then you also have a trigger, and the, you know the target is probably you need a five, to- and then oh, like the TN isn't that bad. You need a trigger the trigger to drop a scheme marker i think that makes them like legitimately playable because it's going to be not crazy easy but fairly easy to drop scheme markers and i think that is something raspy somewhat struggles with yeah i would use that reliably getting scheme markers out or i'd even pay a high if make it a bonus action and i'll pay a higher make me pay like a 10 to like yes. jump to an ice yeah. and give and a 10 and give it oh just like base jump as the bonus action, yeah. still maybe the trigger. Yeah, I think like that would also be really good because you don't mind me, so you can jump into engagement and still drop it. it doesn't yeah. really matter. But yeah, I think that would like right there, boom, perfectly playable. Still going to die fairly easily. However, you're going to get your stuff done first before you get shot. Yeah. Here's like here's the question, Brian. I'm pretty sure yeah. you haven't thought about how how does this help them in a collect crew? Um, it can eat corpses for you. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Cleanliness. It will get. Can... <laughs> Colette godliness. Sure. I... Just go with it. Oh, fine. We'll run with it. Colette is a priest. A priestess, apparently. I, as far as Colette, I don't. I don't know if Colette needs the help for like the role that a nice dancer would fill, which is that like lone schemer esque thing. Colette doesn't need that. She has that covered on her own. I think. I think that was just well, a throw on. Like, I think the model is for Raspy because, like, they clearly designed her as such. Performers just like, well, dancers perform. Here, here we go. Here we go. The jump, the teleport is a pure place. Element. When she places, she pulses out distracted. Sure. Ooh. Within, like, two or three. Yeah. I mean, she's still going to have no ice pillars yeah. to teleport but to. But it takes but... a ten. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you that now you're incentivizing collect to hire in December models. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think she should like. I think this was purely a fluff. This is why. Uh, she's yes. A just, just remove you the just, performer keyword then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Matter. I mean, realistic. Okay. All right. That's fine. But Raspy, I think, needs a model that can do this. Yeah. Because she doesn't really have. I mean, you have the rider whore cats, kind of <laughs> whore cats. I mean, you could use. I mean, a blessed December can scheme pretty well. Yeah, yeah. but that's a very expensive scheme. But he wants to eat things. He wants to kill. But okay. Anyways. Moving on. Uh, last model in this podcast. I'm going to go with an uh, order initiate. This, this is, is fine. E- this is easily the highest voted model for the Arcanist by far. And I can understand why they're kind of hard to have a reason to bring, considering they're like one stun away from other much better beast models. So as usual, I'm going to do something quite convoluted and give them a unique, interesting shtick that's probably not well thought out, if I'm being perfectly honest. 
Oh wait, no, I was completely wrong. I apologize. Firebranded won that won that poll, not order initiates. Uh, I'm sorry, I lied. Okay. Oh my gosh, Doug, <laughs> lies! I can't trust you ever again. Okay, 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 okay. All right. All right. We're going to give them an ability called Malleable. What Malleable says is that upgrades attached to this model don't count towards Plentiful. So, I mean, I think the issue is that... One of the issues is that Marcus can only give out so many of each upgrade before, Mm -hmm. you know, he can't use it anymore. And so you got to, like, do the swap stuff. But you say, hey, these guys, they can just keep them on them. And then you can still use those plentiful upgrades for other things. And then as the game goes on, they get more and more powerful. And that Chimera Strike becomes more and more dangerous. But if that's not enough, then I would suggest an additional bonus action. And um, because Chimerancy is such a hard word to pronounce we're going to make it worse and we're going to go with apprentice chimerancer and this is going to be like a cost 10 bonus action that lets them attach an upgrade so then you don't have to necessarily spend all of your time with marcus throwing upgrades on them i mean Mm -hmm. that's the idea so that's that i mean there's probably a lot simpler uh solutions there but i i like that one because i came up with it and i'm special Call me you smart. are special, Doug. <laughs> you are special. Okay. Well, that's a good amount of podcast there. Thank you guys for coming on. I had a blast. Yes, it was great. It was fun coming up with buffs and talking about them with you. Fun times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've got to have oh, you on. Actually, wait. Can I throw in one last buff, though? No. Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Rusty Alice. No. Running gun. No. <laughs> no. I was putting it out there. No. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, she can run a gun, but she goes to move one. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Rusty Alice is wheelchair bound. <laughs> She's paraplegic. <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you, listener, for listening. And as I always say, fun is always king. Um, have a good night. Oh, and uh, uh, support us on Patreon because uh, that's a thing now, and I gotta shout it out or something. I don't know. How, how do you do that, Kyle? Oh, I should probably put it in the I, front of the episode. Yes. Okay. Yes. I pre-record it and just attach it. Okay. Every fifteen minutes, just Every 15 jump minutes. it in. Yeah. No, that's too much. Okay. All right. Thanks. Night. Have a good one. Songs used in this production are Villainous Treachery and Five Card Shuffle. All music is created by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.